When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Today I'm chatting with one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. Super excited, guys. Um, In today's episode, I interview Leah Behrens, and she is so hilarious and fun. I'm kind of obsessed with her. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you need to, Leah Behrens. She is the mom of three kids. Two of her kids are diagnosed with autism. And we talk about a lot of stuff in this interview. So she shares a lot about, you know, her her, her two children and their diagnosis process, how she really got involved in their therapy, and how she utilizes the ABA-based approaches and communication training that she's gotten all day, every day, which is just so, so amazing. But we also talk a lot about what she looks for in someone that is working with her kids, whether that's a teacher, a therapist, a professional, what is her wish list? And whenever I talk to special needs parents, that's what I want to learn. Because as teachers, we don't always get the opportunity to sit down with a mom and dad in our classroom and be like, what can I do better for you? How can we collaborate better? How can we make this the best relationship it can be for your child? That's why we're all here. We don't really get the chance to do that. And sometimes, unfortunately, these relationships between teachers and parents start out a little rough. And it's sometimes no one's fault. It's just the system unintentionally might pit people against each other or make it feel like they're not on the same team. So whenever I interview a parent of a child with special needs, 
that's what I'm always listening for. What can I, as a clinician, as a teacher, do better? How can I make communication easier? How can I build rapport? So Leah gives some great advice on actionable things you can do to help develop that relationship with the parents of your kids. And she's just so positive and honest. You know, I asked her why she wants, wanted to share her story online. And she was like, I am, I try to be the person that I was looking for when my son just got diagnosed. I wanted to show that life still goes on. Life can still be fun. Life can still be, you know, funny and inspiring and, and silly. And that's okay. And your child is the same child that he or she was before that autism diagnosis. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Let's jump right in. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for joining me. I like follow you on Instagram and I love your Insta story. So hearing your voice talking to me is very exciting now. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> of course, I follow you too. I, I told you I was like fangirling a little bit because I love your podcast. Well, I feel like I know you. I was like, oh, you just got your hair dyed. Like it's yeah. gone now. <laughs> uh, I know. I barely recognize myself. Like it, it's just, isn't that funny? Like I go to my natural color and I'm like, who am I? Who is this person? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So for those of you, for listeners that don't follow you yet, because they need to, um, can you share a little bit about you and your family and, you know, why you know, your story that you've shared on, on social media and your blog? Sure. So my name is Leah Behrens and I have three children. At least two of them are on the autism spectrum. Um, jury's still out with the last one. She's too young. So who knows? <laughs> uh, we always joke though that um, you know, even if you're neurotypical, we'll still love you. So, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, autism is like a huge, is a huge part of our life. Um, um, me and my husband, basically we spend all of our time just, um, just, we're just really focused on our kids and how we can make their lives easier and how, how, you know, therapy, how we can work therapy into our life. And, um, I kind of share a little bit about our life on Instagram and my blog, um, which has kind of taken off, I think just because uh, the reason I started, I guess, let me rewind a little bit. The reason <laughs> I started sharing our story in the first place is because when I, when Jay was diagnosed, my son, Jay, when he was diagnosed with autism, everything I looked up online was like, oh, you know, your life is going to be so hard. And isn't this so sad? And um, like, he's nonverbal, he'll always be nonverbal. Like, like, I, I just, everything I looked up, it was like, I was doomed. That's how I felt. And I felt like my life was over. It was very, woe is me. And I, I really wanted I really wanted to create a space where people like me could see their story and say, hey, <laughs> autism does not have to be this like uh, this terrible thing that happens to your family. You know, it's like, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be the end of your world. It, it's the end of your world as you know it, <laughs> but it is what you make it just like anybody's life. Um, and I, I just really wanted to, to spread some hope that 
that are like our family is so much fun. Like I'm sorry, but they are. <laughs> like we're you guys. We're, you guys are so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like I love our family. I love our life. There's no, there are no days I wake up in the morning and I'm like my life is so hard because of my kids or like autism is just the worst thing ever. I I never, ever think anything like that. Like we're very, our life isn't quote unquote normal, (laughs) but it's beautiful. And that's really what I wanted to share with the world and share with other other people, you know, be able to hear that, especially when you're, I'm, you know, I'm sure, I mean, I've never gone through that experience, but newer going through a diagnosis to be able to connect with someone that has gone through it and isn't all, isn't, you know, 100% negative about everything. Yes, exactly. And, um, yeah, exactly. And that's, I, I, I hope to be the person that I wish I had (laughs) when I, when my first son first got diagnosed and when I was just trying to navigate this autism world, because it's, no one gives you a handbook. You know, I, I think like a saying that I wish would go away is, you know, oh, God gives special children to special parents. (laughs) And I'm like, no, they really don't. We really have no idea what we're doing. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) like we have to learn all the therapy lingo, (laughs) you know, and like with no training and um, like we really are just figuring this out one day at a time, um, just like anybody else would. I love the point that you've made. You've made, I think, this on your blog or on your Instagram before that, you know, your it's your child is the same child that they were the day before they got their diagnosis. It's yes. still your same kid. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, I think like once once that hit me, you know, once somebody said that to me, my whole perspective changed. Um, I was like, Yeah, you're you're right. Like I'm I'm the one that are is putting all of this on a label, you know, like I'm, I'm the one who's Mm -hmm. saying like, oh, because he's autistic, he can't do A, B, C, or D. It's like, no, like he's the same person, (laughs) you know, like he just has a label now and, and it's fine. And that label is a part of who he is. And, um, we love him. We love our kids for their labels and, um, we would love them without, I mean, it, it really does not make any difference to us anymore. (laughs) Like, yeah it is what it is. It gives you it gives you a direction. It gives you next yes. steps. Like, okay, these are things I need to do to to help teach my child. That that you're spot on. Yes. Like there is definitely like a sense of relief you get when you get a diagnosis for your kids. Like you think you think like, oh, I'm not crazy. I am seeing these things and now we ha- now we can have a plan. Now we can get therapy and now we can start seeing results. Like we can work with him every day. And like, it's exciting to like finally open those doors for your children. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah. And how old are your kids again? So my son Jay is five. Um, and my daughter Mia is seven. They both have autism diagnosis. And then my youngest is five months old. You are so busy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Definitely. your son was diagnosed first, the younger one, right? Correct. Yes. He was diagnosed when he, well, he was diagnosed through our school district when he was 15 months old. Um, and then we got on a wait list to get him his medical diagnosis. And that was right before he turned two sometime. Okay. So from five, 15 months to five, you've probably worked with many, uh, a teacher, paraprofessional, therapist, clinician, oh, yes. all of the above, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of listeners fall into that category. And I love, love, love talking to parents because on this podcast, especially 
Because I think as a teacher, you never get the chance to be like, hey, mom and dad, what would make our relationship like teacher, mom and dad better? Like you never get the chance to do that. And it sometimes, you know, unfortunately becomes like parents and teachers feel pitted against each other. And I'm all about bridging that connection. So yes, I love that you're saying this. I love it, love it, love it. Because I, I, I know I feel the same way. It feels like every time you go into an IEP meeting, it's like, them against us and nobody I always tell other parents that like the teachers don't like to hear negative comments about their classroom just like we don't like to hear negative comments about our children yeah and so I think like like you have to go in there with the attitude that like you're gonna work together to figure out what's right for everybody you know um yeah as opposed to I'm going in there and I'm getting my way you know yeah like I know. Yes. And yeah. a lot of times the, your way is like what the other side wants or team wants. Yes. It's just you can't sometimes yes. do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's I've noticed in my experience, it's never the teacher's problem. Like it's never the teacher's fault, yeah. whatever issue I'm having. <laughs> it's always yeah. like some sort of policy or, you know, outside something. But it's it's never the teachers. And the poor teachers sometimes just kind of – have to are is the are the punching bags you yeah know, they're like, like the messenger <laughs> yeah exactly and I'm like oh I wish teachers would just know that it's like it's not them yeah <laughs> it's not them like what are things as a parent that you know you want to hear or see from your child's teacher or clinician that make you feel like okay my kid is in the right spot with this adult um communication um even if it's just like a little note in Mia's agenda at the end of the day, like that makes me feel like, okay, somebody's watching out for her. Um, Mm -hmm. and her current teacher is amazing at communicating with us. Um, she'll text us sometimes like, oh, you know, Mia talked in front of the class today and every, we were all so excited. And I I think it, it helps that she's excited when Mia when Mia succeeds at something and she tells us about it, it just you gotta like hear yeah. hear that excitement. You know, you're like me too. <laughs> yes, like somebody's rooting for your kids. That that isn't you. Like you're not the only one in this fight. Yeah, um, I, I think I think just yeah, just reaching out and and communicating is everything. Because we worry we autism parents, we worry about our, our kids so much. We're notorious helicopter parents. Um, cause we have to be, you know, um, we have to be. And it really helps when, when someone takes on some of that load. And I know it's, it's unfair to ask that of teachers. Um, just cause you know, they have all of those kids and your kid is just like one in the litter, but it, it really, it really helps just to even have like a short note home. It's everything. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And like you said, you know, communicating about the good stuff. Like I think sometimes we fall into like communicating about the negative things because that's important. It's an emergency, whatever. But if you're only getting communication about the negative things, that must feel like, you know, a dagger in your heart. My God. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm so glad you said that too, because yeah, at every IEP meeting, you know, it's like, I feel like that's how it starts off, you know, Um, you know, like I get there and Jay's they'll go over like what Jay can't do, you know, oh, Jay Mm -hmm. can't talk, Jay can't read, you know, Jay has a mind of a nine month old. And it's hard to hear that (laughs) as a parent, just like on repeat. And it's like, okay, I I feel like I wish I could come into IEP meetings and be like, hey, guys, this is the rule. (laughs) Yeah, only say one thing he can't do and then that's it like like we can say yeah. it one time <laughs> yeah like once you know the problem we all know the problem we and you know those things you're like yeah got it no he can't talk he's my kid yeah like- yes yes exactly it's like no kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and that IP meeting is such, uh, it's such a treacherous place. Like now, you know, I work as a BCBA. I'm now sometimes on the other side of the table with parents and yeah. it's not fun on any side of the table, really. No, <laughs> like, no I know. I, I can't imagine like being the teacher and like really, like really not having a whole lot of power to fix. Yeah. To, to fix what you're there to fix, you know, um, teachers can only do so much, you know, they can only do what they can with the resources they're given um and they're already buying their own stuff so much and uh, it, it it I could go on and on yeah and on. <laughs> <laughs> I really could um but yeah thank goodness for therapists I'm actually having um Jay's ABA therapist come with us to our next IEP meeting and oh so, awesome oh, thank you so how how do you work on you know the things Jay's working on in ABA therapy like in your household and in your family like generalizing those skills? We I, I don't think there's I don't think that there's an interaction I have with Jay that isn't therapy related. I, oh my I, gosh, I love that statement so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like I never I can never even when we're playing I'm like it's therapy. Um, so let me I'm trying to think of like an example here. So he really likes DVDs. He likes to flip them. Um, that's how he stems. And so I, you know, I'll get his speaking device or I'll just do it vocally. I'll be like, movies, e movie, you know, and he'll he'll have to say like e to like get a DVD. And I'll be like, yes, DVD. Now let's play with it. You know, um, yeah. I mean, everything we do food when we eat like it's therapy when we play it's therapy um, and of course like we'll have like work time where he like sits at the table and and does something like you know stacking blocks um it from morning till night it's therapy 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 <laughs> and you know I and it's and you know some people might hear that statement and think like oh my gosh but therapy isn't like this structured we're sitting at a table like just what you said like hey you want your movie yes. ask for it in some way it's such yes. a simple little tweak but my God, it changes the whole dynamic of it, what you're doing. It really does. And even offering choices, um, that's how we really started adding therapy in. And it's like a really easy way. You know, we would just put like his treats in clear baggies mm-hmm. and I'd hold them up and I'd be like, do you want 
fruit loops like or you want raisins and then you know he'd have to say something or like you know give me any sound and I'd be and point to what he wanted and then I'd give it to him I'd be like oh raisins raisins and like even that it doesn't have to be you know an hour long thing it just could you can quickly add in therapy and yeah and it is like play like just add it to playtime um child-led what is that child-led therapy what is that called? yeah or just um, child-led, child-led play, play. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah like play. following their lead yeah yeah like just just sit down and play with them is therapy you know like peer modeling is therapy having a play date you know like yeah there's yeah it doesn't have to be this this structured <laughs> yeah you don't have to have a structured environment to have I, this, this snack example is like so perfect for me because it it's not that much extra time to like hold out two options and like ask your child to point towards one versus plopping the raisins and the cookies on a plate and being like, take what you want. Like, it's just such a different, like, it's such an important distinction. And I I probably shared this story on this podcast before, but, and I'm like totally throwing friends of mine (laughs) under the bus. I'm not going to say their (laughs) names, but a long time ago, before we had kids, we went one weekend, my husband and I, and hung out with two different sets of like groups of parents. And one was all my husband's friends. And one was all my friends that I worked with at schools, like speech pathologists, school psychologists, like everyone was like a clinician that was a parent in the room. And later that weekend, Matt was like, oh my gosh, like your friend's kids talk so much more. They must be older. And I was like, no, they are the exact same ages, like groups of yeah. kids. But did you watch like your friends' parents, your friends and her parents ran after your ki- the kids with like snacks and offering things and giving them things. And yeah. all of my clinician friends, not to like two my own horn, we're all like, yeah, yeah. what do you want? Say the word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Isn't that so funny? Yes. And you know what? Like since learning about different therapies, I'm such a better mom than I was. Yes. Like, like not to say like, oh, you're not a good mom if, if, yeah. if you don't know therapies, but, but I just feel like, you know, I'm by offering Jay choices, for example, we'll just stick with that. Um, you know, he gets to decide like that's for him. Like he doesn't get to decide much because he can't speak. So he can't tell us, you know, um, now, now we have a speaking device for him. So it's a little bit better, but before that, I mean, like we were just totally guessing what he wanted, and now like he gets a say in it, and he, I know I noticed like a change in his behavior when he got that power for himself, you know, and I'm like, oh, now I understand him better, and like what a disservice I was, I was giving, I was doing, you know, he just, you connect with your child so much better. Yeah, Um, you're in tune with what they want because they can tell you and um, you're not just like you want this you want this you want this like they they have to some somehow let it be known to you. And And think about how like frustrating it would be if someone just made all of your decisions for you in life like I'd be pissed off all the time. (laughs) Oh totally and and you can tell like when Jay gets frustrated when we don't know what he's trying to tell us Um, and normally we do but I just, I feel so awful when we, when we don't know. And so therapy has just, has given us such a gift of being able to communicate with him. I don't think people get it. I mean, like I I might never get to hear Jay say mama, you know, ever again. Mm -hmm. And that's like heartbreaking to me, but now we have like a a speaking device where he has my face on there, you know, like he could be like Mm -hmm. mama and like he knows who I am and just knowing that he knows who I am is just 
it melts my heart. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's just like therapy. I can't say enough nice things about therapy. This is another thing I could go on and on. And you, <laughs> and you've obviously, I mean, and you went all in. I mean, I'm, I mean, from what you're talking about, it sounds like you sat with, you know, his team and learned all of the things and were part of the process when oh, he was yeah. starting this all. Oh yeah. If, if Jay's therapy, place offers parenting training. I'm there. Um, I have like meetings every month with his therapists. Um, and I have meetings with his teachers all the time. I love this. Yeah, <laughs> That's I, what I, you need I, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how, how many meetings I go to in a month. And like, <laughs> and like, and I don't, I don't work. Like I'm a stay at home mom, but I'm like, like I couldn't I don't think I could work if I wanted to like like I mean I, I mean I could this is your but, job I mean this is your yeah. full-time job yeah. yes exactly it, it is a full-time job and I, I just oh my goodness but it, you know what it's a labor of love it it's the best job in the whole world and I can't think of a, a job where I'd be doing anything more profound yeah know? I know making <laughs> talk about making such an impact like imp- you know giving an individual the opportunity to like make choices and communicate I mean that's life-changing for your son you know oh absolutely absolutely okay I want to totally switch gears here because I read this blog post on your blog the other day that I really loved where you talked about why you hate the terms high functioning and low functioning and I and I and I so agree but you know what I never really thought of is the high functioning part so maybe you could like summarize what you said in that blog post because it's so dead on sure so here's why I don't like the terms high and low functioning. <laughs> so low functioning, I think you can kind of guess, yes. but like, <laughs> you know, you, oh, it, it really does imply that they are exactly that low functioning that they, just because my son can't speak doesn't mean, means that he can't do other things. And I, it just, it drives me crazy. And, you know, Okay, I can go on and on about that, but I think you're more asking about <laughs> high functioning. So, like, so yeah. high functioning. No, I, I, both were great points. Yeah, I like. <laughs> um, I hate high functioning because for my daughter, at least, nobody sees her needs. Um, people think that she's just she's so good at pretending to be neurotypical now that she her needs aren't met. They're like, oh, you're fine, you're fine, or like nobody. Um, not nobody, but a lot of people don't accept her diagnosis. Um, mm-hmm. And that, it, that does so much more harm than I think people understand. Um, because, you know, for example, Mia has her educational autism diagnosis. Um, and we went to seek out her medical diagnosis. Well, we went to a psychologist who's not, um, who isn't, doesn't, uh, specialize in autism and, mm-hmm. and, you know, she didn't get her medical diagnosis and her reasoning was, well, she talks at home because <laughs> one of our concerns was that she doesn't talk in public and at school at all ever. And she's like, well, she talks at home. And I said, well, okay, she talks at home, but it's not, it's not typical language. Like she doesn't, yeah. you know, she's not like communicating us, communicating with us like a typical kid, but like, she's like, well, she's fine though. Cause she talks, you know, like she's, she's fine though. Yeah. Cause she can, she can at least like figure out this much. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well then, but you're denying everything that she struggles with, which is, I mean, she can't even, Mia can't even walk in the rain. I mean, if a raindrop hits her skin, it's like, she's got to strip down. I mean, she, she can't handle it. And I mean, she'll have a panic. She'll have a full blown panic attack when it rains every time it rains. And, um, I'm, I'm like, how can you deny her? How can you deny her the help that she needs? Like, cause, cause we, you know, you need the, the diagnosis for insurance purposes. And I'm like, yeah, how, how can you deny someone that I'm like, just because they're and not she's struggling with these things for a reason, you know, there's, yes. there's a reason she's struggling with this. Yes. And I'm like, how, how could you say that? And so, you know, I talked to Mia's pediatrician about it. I was so distraught and her pediatrician's like, what? Like, <laughs> she's like, I knew she was on the spectrum when she was like a baby. I'm like, I know, <laughs> like, she's just, her anxiety is so high, but nobody takes the time to acknowledge it. Um, and I don't know Do you about think that's you? because she's a girl too? Yes. It shows so different girl. in girls because I, yeah. I feel in girls, we're social creatures. We yeah. want to communicate. How many times has your, you know, your a husband or a boyfriend like hung out with their friends and they don't speak to each other. Yeah, I know, and they're right? having the best time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they yeah. just play around and play video games and they're fine. Women, it's like we want to communicate with each other. We're social creatures. But like, so like with Mia, you can tell she wants to socialize with her friends, but it's like she doesn't know how to start conversations. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to hold conversations. She doesn't know how to ask questions. Um, she's not interested in the same things that kids are, kids her age are interested in. Um, and she's, she's, I, I love this about her. She's a little bit quirky and like, but I don't know about you, but like when I'm struggling and someone doesn't acknowledge my pain and yeah. I get so frustrated. And so to not acknowledge it, it's like, you're, it doesn't make it go away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I never thought about that when I read your blog post about this idea of high functioning, it's, it's really like dismissive, you know, yes. it's like, oh, well, it, oh, you think almost it could be a compliment, but no, like they, they do have this diagnosis. There are supports that they need. So it could be, like you said, just denying the services and help that will help this child be successful. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's dismissive. I I love that word. Um, that, that's exactly so what, what language do you, would you, as a parent, like about your babies, like prefer instead of those terms? Right. I just, I go by what's specific to them. So with mm-hmm. Jay, I say like, oh, he is nonverbal autistic, you know, like I'll kind of like name off things that like mm-hmm. he, you know, that is specific to him. Okay. Um, and then, you know, with me, I'll be like, oh yeah, she's autistic. She, um, she's verbal, but she has, um, she, she struggles with anxiety, you know, I'll kind of, mm-hmm. I, I just, I really go, what's specific for them because it really is it autism looks different in everybody who has it you know everybody um and so I don't think that like putting high and low functioning labels on on people uh, helps at all (laughs) or is accurate at all um because how how would we know I mean like you know 
Einstein didn't talk till he was like what five or something it's like yeah what are you trying to say like Einstein is low functioning like what do you, <laughs> you know what I mean like yes and like, I think people people throw those terms out without really and I'm for sure guilty of it and I try to be really cognizant of it but you know without thinking they're like oh well, this will work good for a student that's low functioning and they and they might just mean a student that's working on basic skills or yes, a yeah. student that needs visual support and it's like just say that instead you know yes yes and I do try to like when you're an autism parent I think like it's important to like judge people by their intent because you get ignorant yes. comments all the time and they're not meant to be hurtful you know and like and especially if it's coming from a therapist it's like you know they're there to like help you know and like mm-hmm. they're, they're just trying to communicate to you in a way that you understand it because therapy lingo can be confusing so yes <laughs> um, like I remember the first time somebody mentioned um oh proprioception to me so they're like oh Jay's <laughs> proprioception is off I was like his what like, <laughs> like, like come again <laughs> yeah like do we go to the doctor for this like are there, <laughs> do you prescribe something what is that <laughs> is uh, there a cream I can fix it with <laughs> <laughs> yes and so I think like yeah, you really have to judge people by their intent when you're, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt as when you're an autism parent. But, um, but also like if you're not to be, to be careful with your words, I guess. Yes. I always like, you know, advocate for that. You just want to like hear yourself talk sometimes or like Mm -hmm. repeat phrases you say a lot. Like whenever I talk to other behavior analysts, like obviously I love the field of ABA, but I think, you know, what one downfall we have is, we have very technical language and the technical language sounds terrifying and horrible to like anyone that doesn't understand it. it and does, you know, yeah. we, so we have to use language that's appropriate that everyone understands that doesn't like freak someone out when you're like, Oh, I'm going to use an extinction procedure. And they're like, you're what, what are you doing? So, you know, it's important. And even something as like, you think, oh, this wouldn't be offensive, high functioning. You really want to think about, yeah, like how this is sounding to a parent. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh, goodness. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I-, I couldn't have Thank said you. that better. <laughs> but it's, you know, and it's hard. That's why I think I love getting to interview parents on the podcast because that's, I'm sure, something that a lot of teachers haven't thought about. Like, oh my gosh, I say that. I haven't even thought about it. So it's just nice to be able to have, you know, an open dialogue. And I love, you know, following parents of kids with special needs because it's it brings up things that I, because I'm not a special needs parent, that I wouldn't have thought about. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I get messages all the time on Instagram from people and they'll say, you know, I was at the grocery store last night and there was a child who was having a meltdown and before I followed you I would have totally judged the parent I would have been like how you know why aren't they disciplining this kid just like and then I followed you and I could I know now that that like it's you know a a sensory meltdown happen and it has nothing to do with behavior it's not a behavioral problem it's like a, a sensory problem and I'm like thank you. Like, yes. Like that, that, that is the whole point of this. Yes. yes. Like, like, like uh, yes. Just I'm sure you like can even feel for that parent. Like God, when your kid is like, even like a neurotypical child, when your kid's having a meltdown in a grocery store, you're like, Oh my God, if one more parent stares at me or if one more person <laughs> rolls their eyes, like all you're worried about is like, Oh my God, I gotta get, I gotta stop this. I gotta get this over. And like, what are people thinking yes, about me? Exactly. And I, I always make a point to go up to, to moms that are going through that or dads 
and be like, I've been there. Like (laughs) that used to be me every single trip to the grocery (laughs) store with Mia every single time. And so like when, you know, to be able to, to be able to empathize, I think is such a gift. Um, yeah, because you, you treat people better, you know, and, and maybe you haven't gone through that, but you can see hopefully like, um, other people's stories and say like, Oh, like that's why that happens, you know, and not not be so quick to judge or so quick to, to frustration when, when kids just, aren't acting as neurotypical. Or just sometimes kids too. Like I had so many like humbling moments, like after having my own kids, like, oh my God, I was so like, I I thought things about parents in the past that were so unfair because I just, I want, you know, before I was a parent, you know, you think like, oh, they're not following the behavior plan or they're not doing this. And then once you have your own kids, you're like, oh God, well, sometimes they have to go to the bathroom or (laughs) like make dinner. (laughs) Yes. Oh yes. I know. I actually like, Oh, before, before we had our youngest, I was like, I was really good about, you know, having structure and routine and I had this therapy thing down and then I had <laughs> a very colicky baby and oh man, did things change? Like yeah, every, life gets in the way. Oh yeah. I was like, okay, I, 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 for a little bit there, I was like, how are we going to do this? What have we done? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh boy. But yeah, so it's, it's a struggle, but like, you got to do it. I don't, yes, <laughs> there's, yes. there's no way around yes. it. Like, you got to do power it. Power through. Yes. Power oh my gosh. Through. Thank you, Leah, so much for sharing, you know, your story and your insight. Cause I think it's so helpful you know, for parents and teachers to hear and kind of your honesty, but also your positivity is just so inspiring. So thank oh, you. That's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you um, so where much. Where can people go to follow you? Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. You can find me at Leah Barons, L-E-A-H-B-E-H-R-E-N-S. And my blog is thebaronsden.com. Um, you can find me either of those places. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Sasha. If you would have told me a few years ago that my favorite part of my job is getting up in front of sometimes a few hundred people and giving a presentation on data or behavior academics, I would have thought you were crazy. I did not always like public speaking. Actually, to be totally honest, public speaking was something I used to be pretty afraid of. But now it's literally my favorite part of my job. I love being in a room of my people, of the special ed world, teachers and parents and clinicians, and everyone that's on the front lines that's working so hard for our students to give them the best opportunities and the best classroom experience. I love being in a room of everyone that understands how hard this job can be, but also how amazing it is and how important those little victories are on a daily basis. When I do a PD, my goal is to bring value. I wanna bring action items, ideas and strategies that you can do tomorrow in your classroom. I have sat through too many professional developments that either didn't apply to me or were too hypothetical and philosophical. And my special ed heart always wanted to know, what do I do next? What do I do tomorrow? 
If you are interested in learning more about how I can come to your school to do a professional development, please visit theautismhelper.com backslash speaking. There's a contact form as well as a lot of information about all of the different sessions I give. I'm happy to answer any questions and work with your school district. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.